Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Miami Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network is sponsored by... Ticketmaster, official marketplace of the NFL. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood, South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination. Rubenstein Law, 1-800-FL-LEGAL. Chevron with Tecron, Chevron, together, ahead. Totino's Pizza Rolls, take home gating to the next level. It's Totino's or game over. You're listening to the fifth quarter post game show brought to you by the Palm Beaches. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome to the Dolphins fifth quarter post game show. The Miami Dolphins Podcast Network is all here. Seth Levitt, OJ McDuffie from the Fish Tank Podcast, and Travis Wingfield, host of the Drive Time Podcast. Two interceptions, a blocked field goal, some drives killed by penalties. And guys, juice, six straight losses now, and this one seems to hurt more than any of the other ones. I don't know, does it? I mean, they all hurt. They all really do hurt, man, uh, big time. You know, a game that, you know, we didn't seem like we, we were going to be doing very well in. We ended up getting back in a football game and having some opportunities at the end and still coming up a little bit short. But uh, it, it does sting. You know, the ones you get blown out, Travis, you know, when it's already a foregone conclusion late in the game, <laughs> those are a little less painful. But when you get in a game like that, man, and I think a team that we should have beaten, especially at home, um, and you're in it at the end and you do make the mistakes that, you know, we just heard Jason Taylor talk about, you know, towards the end of that of the game, you know, the penalties, the blocked field goals, the interceptions, we're not good enough, and that's proved again that we weren't good enough to close this game out. And that's that's kind of what happened in the fourth quarter there at the end of the game. But, Seth, I know that you – you know, Juice talks about the pain the pain level of a loss, right? You and I were walking down here to set up to do the postgame show, and we were kind of jazzed up because we had just seen the Dolphins put their second straight touchdown drive right. together to take a one-point lead right towards the end there, and the defense was playing so well we thought maybe this game was in the bag. But you keep going back to one period of this game, and it's been the, the script for the whole season now, right? One portion of the game that continues to kill this Dolphins team. They're losing games in the second quarter, fellas. And first of all, you shouldn't lose a game in the second quarter, right? Not, what happens in the second quarter shouldn't impact you. But as everybody keeps saying, this team is not good enough to overcome the mistakes that they're making in the second quarter. And when you have a blocked field goal, but a penalty prior to that black field, blocked mm-hmm. field goal, so that could have been a touchdown drive juice, Correct. right? right. Correct. So, you, so you lose an opportunity there. You give them good field position. They march down and score a touchdown. And, and then you have the other the interception there in, in the corner of the end zone. 
I don't even know. We'll get into that whole play. But the bottom line is, is that this team is losing games in the second quarter. They're not just getting dominated in the second quarter. They are losing games to teams that they have the ability to beat. In my opinion, the, you know, the Raider game, they could have beaten the Raiders. The, the Colts, now this game, certainly Jacksonville. These are games that they are giving away in the second quarter, and it's exciting to see what happens in the fourth quarter, but you're trying to make up ground, and you're simply not good enough to do it at this point. It's a big margin between being 1-6 and six and having the fans question the entire process or being what would be 4-3 and three at this point. Like you mentioned, so many games coming down to the wire there. And you also talk about not being good enough to overcome the mistakes they did make. Well, they, they did overcome it all, and then there at the very end, Juice, the defense. You know, Matt Ryan, this, this league is... This is kind of what happens in this league, right? When a good quarterback gets the ball down late, they go down and put points on the board. And our guy did it, and our defense was doing well and kept the Dolphins in the game with a couple of big drives, a big, big takeaway there at the end. Offense responds, plays that complimentary football, and then right at the end, Juice, the defense can't quite hold on. That Kyle Pitts guy, and I tell you, he's something. But when you look at that last drive, what what did you see there out of the Dolphins' defense that maybe you would have done differently or how they could have approached this? Like, what did you see that led to this eventual loss? Well, you know, I thought at the beginning, I thought it was it was a, a good deal right there. You know what I mean? I mean, you look at the, the, the play that they threw the, to, to Pitts over X. I mean, that's just a great throw and a great catch. You know, and I try to teach these young cats how to, you know, no matter how good coverage is, you can play that ball over the outside shoulder. You know, you got an opportunity. And that's exactly where that ball was thrown, man. Uh, just a, Just an outstanding play. And like you talked about, leading up to that, our defense was having such a great day going. You know what I mean? In terms of late in that game. Very early in the so. game, it was rough. But then you saw the energy. Yeah, they you tightened know, you, up. They tightened up, you know, getting, some, getting off the field, making some plays. You know, the, the, the Ryan strip. But in that last one, man, their confidence in, in Kyle Pitts to be able to run whatever route they want to run against whoever we have covering him, you know, was there. And Matty Ice, we talk about it. The quarterback position is so critical. When you get in those situations, I don't care what's happened up until that point, you get an opportunity to make a big throw, make a big play. It's exactly what they did, man. What a perfect throw. Great coverage. You know, a better throw and catch. And they went, they went across the board there trying to defend Kyle Pitts. We saw Eric Rowe early in the game. Jason McCourty had a big pass breakup on him, I think, in that fourth quarter, maybe late third quarter. They go with Xavier Howard, your best cover corner, a guy who made a bunch of big plays in this game, including a huge interception that went back the other direction. But I think that leads us into the conversation about the quarterback, right, Seth? Because this is something we came into this game looking at here, complimentary style football. I told you before the game, I need a four-touchdown pass day from Tua Tungavailoa. We got it. We got four touchdown passes the first time in his career he's done that. In fact, it was the first time he had thrown three touchdown passes in a game. He finishes 32 for 40, 80% completion, 291 yards, four touchdown passes, a 109.5 quarterback but? rating, but two interceptions. And those were Huge killers, ones. backbreakers. Oh. And, you know, the second one is the one that I really want to focus on first. We, I want to talk about Tua a lot today because I think that's the story here for the Miami Dolphins, especially with all the stuff we've been hearing the last couple of weeks. I, I just thought, aside from those two plays, he was so good. But on that second one, Austin Jackson gets beat immediately off the line, right? And then here comes the pressure on Tua. All you got to do there, Juice, Seth, I don't, whoever wants to jump in, is take the sack, eat the sack, go to second down, and you're still alive in plus territory with still good down and distance to look at. And you force a throw, and it goes back the other direction and turns into seven points for them off a touchdown. So losing for sure three points on your end, seven points on the other end. You can play as good as you want, right? But the backbreaking mistake eventually kills you. Yeah, we talked about a couple swings. You know, we were texting back and forth a little bit, talking about just point swings. You know, the field goal block. 
you know, that's our three points. Nope, turns into seven points there, you know, so that's ten. I'm, I'm going to give that a ten-pointer, you know. Look at that situation where you talk about throw the ball away, and that's what you have to learn to do. You can't, you can't make every play. Every play is not possible. Sometimes the best play is to throw the ball away. Right. Or, or eat it, or right? Or eat it. One throw or two. a lob in the middle of the well, field. I, I, think, well, I think falling down, the best job we should have done was eat it right there. Yeah. Because you're never going to get enough to get it, you know, to the first row of the stands or, you know, out of bounds anywhere right there or at somebody's feet. So, yeah, the best play right there probably was to eat it and tee it up again. You know, and that's what you, as a young quarterback, that's what we have to start figuring out and have to learn. You know, there's so much pressure a lot of times you see from, from these guys. They think they've got to make every single play. And I know Tua feels a little bit of that pressure, you know. But, look, he's coming off, honestly, without those two picks, which you cannot be without those two picks because they were huge and deciding now coming to the football game. You know, he's playing some solid football for us, making right. some pretty good decisions, making some pretty good throws. But those are the ones that kill you. You know, in this game, you know, I'm sitting here counting all the possessions, you know, back and forth, you know, and I'm taking all these notes and stuff. And those are the ones that are the backbreakers. I don't, if this happened in the first quarter, second quarter, might not be as big a deal unless we get down like, you know, four touchdowns. Which it did, right? But it it did. right. And exactly. he bounced back. Bounced back from that. When you do it late in games, you know, when the game's on the line, that's when it's magnified. And especially when it comes right after your defense just made this huge play. I mean, Several big plays. Two, but two weeks in a row, the defense gets you the ball back. Right? We talk about how important turnovers are. Part of the success yeah. this team enjoyed last year with 10 wins was because of the amount of turnovers that they were able to produce. They get one here in a critical point in the game, and literally the next play you're giving the ball back. That On their side of the field too, right, Drew? So you have an opportunity to go in there. Even if you get a field goal, you're only down three with 12, you know, 12, 13 minutes left in the game. It just cannot happen. And, you know, it didn't end up working out. I, I, you got to give a lot of credit to, to Waddle for running that guy down and, and at least giving your defense a chance. But how deflating must that be for the defense that is, as you said, starting to have that energy, starting to yeah. get things going. They get you the ball back, and you just give it right back to them. It just, you, you just can't make those plays. And if you do, you lose six games in a row. And we're going to hear from Tua here in a minute. I'd be curious to hear what his take is on that interception, both interceptions, because I think the first one, that was a play where I think there maybe are five or six quarterbacks in the NFL that could have fit that throw in their juice. That was a tight window that he never should have even looked at. Right. You know, I and who's he throwing it to there? Durham Smythe is like the guy Durham he's throwing Smythe to, but that's not that's not the guy to go there. up there and make that play. We saw right. Mike come back and make a play in, in a similar situation, heavily covered on a touchdown ball later in the game. But that's just a throw you can't make because one. You know, I'm not going to bag on Tua. I think that a lot of his his traits that we love about him showed up in this game to throw for 80% completion, four touchdown passes, and almost 300 yards. But you have to know your limitations, right, Juice? You have to know what you can play within. And on that throw, he, you know, I thought he just tried to to shoot that one in there when he couldn't possibly do it. But on the second one, I want to hear what he has to say about that interception from a psyche standpoint because I feel like the quick turnaround, that's always a good chance to to take a shot, right, Juice, and go for the quick turnaround, the quick seven points on the other end. I wonder if he was pressing in that moment because of all the the struggles of the team throughout the course of the season, throughout the course of this game, and then he gets his left guard beat right in front of him, pressure in his face. Maybe in in that moment, in that split second, he's got to be thinking, I have to rescue this play because this is our moment. Is that something that happens for a young quarterback? It, it definitely does. I mean, it, it happens for a lot of guys, you know, and that's one of those things you have to fight against, you know, realizing that, you know, you, you don't have to make this game. You don't have to win this game right here, right now. You know, you, you're, like we talked about, in great position. Defense gave you great opportunity right here on the field. Uh, you know, just, you know, it, it's growing pains. But, man, is it painful for us to, to sit and watch certain things like that. Because, honestly, and this, let's be, keep it real, I, I don't feel comfortable anymore going to those situations. Right. You know what I mean? And that's, that's even worse, 
You know, whereas you might look at some of these other quarterbacks, uh, you know, a, a Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers or, you know, Josh, you, 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 those guys get in situations like that and you feel confident that they're going to make the right decisions and make the right moves. You know, I'm nervous all the time now with this team. Yeah, for sure. Defensively and offensively. You know, like at the end, was I confident our defense was going to go out there and get another stop? I was not. Was I confident that we were going to go down there and get a score as an offense? I was not. And that's one. Of the, that's the biggest thing with the, with the team. They got to start building that. You know that 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 kind of that that comfort zone, security for everybody, including themselves. I wonder in their own mind how they feel going in those situations. Well, they feel like yeah. they can get a stop. Or, or they or feel the like they can go down lines, and get a score right? exactly right. Yeah. Exactly it, it has right. to seep in, right? Exactly those those right. moments of doubt that we have 1, as fans. These guys are human. It has to happen. I would love to hear some more from that. We, we're looking at Javon Holland right now in his post-game press conference. What a heck of a game that rookie had out there today, I thought. Aside from the long touchdown he allowed, but he was fantastic once again. We're going to come back and talk more about Tua's performance because I think it was very noteworthy in this game. The rest of the defense, the Dolphins, where they go from here. We'll hear from Coach Flores. We'll hear from Tua Tungavailoa. A lot to come on your way here on the on the post-game show. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, 30-28. The Falcons take it. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with Chevron with Techron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron together ahead. And we're going to talk on this segment about Tua Tungavailoa's bounce back after the second interception where you heard the entire life come out of the crowd there at Hard Rock Stadium because everyone got all juiced up back into the game. After the Dolphins got the interception from Xavier and Howard, they come right back. Tua throws a back-breaking interception that goes back nearly the distance for a touchdown the other way. Jalen Waddle has a great hustle effort to save that thing. The Falcons wind up punching it in. Miami goes down by 13. But then after that, that's what I want to talk about next, guys, is Tua's bounce back after that. First two plays after the bad interception. 18-yard sideline route to Durham Smythe. Dime. Boom. Got him. Crossing route to Mike Gesicki. 27 yards. Moves to his right. Throws back to his left. Dime. Boom. Again. He finishes the game after the second interception. 7 of 8 with 92 yards and two touchdown passes after the adversity hits him there. Running of the football. Four rushes for 29 yards. All those juke moves we saw. First downs. Third down conversions on third down. So I guess what the overall point here, Juice, I want to ask you about. And Seth, I want you to jump into eventually. If you're the wide receiver and this is your quarterback, obviously to juice, do you say to yourself, 23-year-old quarterback, we've seen him do these, have these moments and flashes. He did all the other stuff, just the bad mistakes stand out. What's your approach as the, you know, viewing him as your teammate, as your quarterback in that locker room? Do you say, we can fix those things, or is that kind of who he is? No, I think these things can be fixed, and I think it is a young guy mistake. Honestly, he hasn't had a full season as a starter, as you already talked about. So I think there are some, th- some things that we can fix when it comes to two and decision-making. We almost had an opportunity, too. You know, when he's got a chance to scramble, he almost threw it again. You know, we talked what's happened, I think, last week as well. So those critical decisions and critical moments are the ones that we can fix. And he's got to start thinking about in his head, like, you know, to throw it away, to run, get down, do things like that. So I think that some of the passes he's thrown the last couple of weeks and some of the decisions, most of the decisions he's made the last couple of weeks are something we can be happy about. We really can. I mean, there are some things that he's done now, some throws and some plays that have been outstanding. We're still throwing two-yard passes to our tight ends and doing things like that, but he's still giving other guys opportunities. I looked at that first drive that we went down and scored, and I think about seven or eight guys touched the football, you know, and sure, it could be scripted that way. But sometimes, you know, you got to have be a quarterback, especially a young guy that gets in there and try to pull some of these other plays out. I noticed that Waddle kind of disappeared again, middle of the game, then we tried to find him late when he was balling at the beginning of the game. So even, too, as a young guy, could be like, yo, let's find a way to get 17 going again. 
you know, he's allowed to talk like that. Go to go to all the coordinators and the, you know, quarterback coach and try to get that, you know, make that happen. Because he's a guy that's been moving the ball. We get the ball to Wild. Finding Gasicki a lot today. I like that a lot. We got some guys that can play some ball. Back to your question, though, Travis, as a young quarterback making those mistakes, I think he's got some guys in the locker room that have his back. I think they believe in him, and they know if those mistakes can be corrected. You talk about some of the, the plays that worked earlier in the game. I, I'm glad you mentioned that point, Juice, because there was a point I wanted to get to about play sequencing. You know, we were me and Seth were sitting there kind of watching the game together, and John Congemi involved as well, just kind of breaking down what we were seeing. And early in that game, it looked like the Falcons were more than happy to give some of that off coverage, a little speed out routes to Waddle. I think he had two third down conversions on that route, on that drive to open the game. And for the third time in four starts from Tua Tungavailoa, they'll go right down the field for an opening drive touchdown. And so I just thought they kind of went away from that look to get the ball to Waddle in those spaces. I thought there was a good opportunity to go back to those and then an opportunity to go wheel route off of that if you want to sequence those plays together. But they come back later on in that game, and there was the touchdown pass to Miles Gaskin where uh, Jalen goes in motion across the formation. He scored twice on that play where they motion him across, throw the football to him, he finds the pylon, but they fake that and go back the other direction, and there's Miles Gaskin wide open for a touchdown. So I thought to a point that you kind of made, Seth. Coaching was was better today as far as play calls, I'm putting guys in great position. Though. Defense had a lot more of the pressure looks that you love, that we that we all love here. Right. That's, what, that's what helps this team win. But from a coaching standpoint, what did you see out there with this Dolphins coaching staff offensively, defensively, to put themselves in position to have a chance late? Well, I, I think he just said it. I, I, the defensive side of the ball in particular it definitely dialed up more pressure. And it now look, they gave up some big plays, which, as Drew said earlier, you've got one of the all-time greats in Matt Ryan, who's done this for his entire career, uh, and throwing great passes to a guy who looks like he's going to be a great player in this league for a long time. So sometimes those guys are going to make big plays, um, but a lot of times they were he was dumping the ball down, and they had it bracketed. They, they were getting the ball in the middle of the field and being able to tackle before the sticks, and actually they had that one. We saw it, right, where the ball, I think it was X and Needham, and they, they – I don't know who he threw it to, who Ryan threw it to, but it was about two yards short of the sticks, and he just happened to make a play and convert it on, on the third down for the first down. And that ends up being the difference because those guys continue and drive the ball the rest of the way. So, But, but it just felt like they dialed up pressure at the right times. It felt like they uh, – there was another one early on where I think Adam Jones should have tackled the running back for a loss, and he ends up spinning out. And, and so the, in, the, in the chess match there, I thought the coaches seemed to be doing the right things, at least from, you know – from from me watching it, I don't know, Juice. You might feel differently. You, you understand that a little bit more. But guys got to execute. They have yeah. to make plays. There have been games. We've heard the hot hot garbage remark from Juice in the past. There have been games where we come into the studio here and we start talking about what happened afterwards, and there's a lot of question marks in play calling. I did not feel that today. But guys have to execute. They have to make. They have to make plays. They have to help their coaching staff out. At some point, those guys are getting paid to make plays. And to your point on that, it was Adam Butler missed tackled on a third or a, a third and three play where he had a chance for a TFL and it was right on the fringe of, of field goal range. Butler. If he makes that TFL, I think Atlanta punts that ball back to Miami. They don't have to. They wind up going down for seven more points. And so all these little mistakes that accrue over the course of the game, and I'm sure the Falcons fans will sit there and say, well, hey, we had this go against us. We had this go against us. But it feels like two weeks in a row, fellas, where Miami was just one of like 10 mistakes away from, from finding a way to win this football game, and they just couldn't get away from those mistakes. Yeah, and they can't, they're just not good enough to do that. And, you know, I'm going to go back to one other thing, Travis, when you were asking about the coaches and game planning. Tua has thrown the ball 87 times in the last two weeks. That's great I cannot imagine 
that that's the way they drew it up at the beginning of the season or even the beginning uh, of the week the last two weeks. I don't think they're going in and saying, if we can throw the ball 40 times, we're going to come away with a W. But they, they've had to do that because they're chasing their tails late in the game. And they actually did go back to the run after the bad interception. I was, I was ran for 132 yeah. yards. Yeah. yeah, I was complaining to Seth. I was saying, we can't go soft here. Even though the bad interception happened, you have to keep going because now you're down by 13 points. And they did it for a couple of plays, and it worked, and then they got going through the air as well. So they, they found a way to get themselves back in to, to some balance there at the end of the game. Miles Gaskin, 15 for 67, like you mentioned. Uh, Tungavailoa, 4 for 29. Savon Ahmed, 7 for 26. Both those guys involved in the passing game as well. It's Miles, 4 catches, 10 yards, and a touchdown. Savon, 2 for 26. So they, they were involved heavily. So were the tight ends. Yeah. Juice, you got a point here? Jump on in, man. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking of what Seth was saying, you know, the game plan, not really to pass it that much. But at the same time, though, you got to think about what like we talked about last week. Some of these passes are like run plays. You know, the fact that we did put it up in the air 40 times. 87 we, times in two we, games, we, though, Juice. Yeah, but, I mean, you, a, a screen, is that that's like a run play. You know, swing pass, pass it's like a run play. All the little two-yard pass to our tight ends, are little. those are like run plays to me. You know, if you put it up 40 times in the air and we ran it 29 times, it's almost balanced off that. The wide receiver says he's okay with the 87 <laughs> passes. Just yeah. know that. Well, they throw me some short passes, yeah, I'm but good with it. tight ends and backs, though. You got to have it. got to have it, though. You know, so I think they're trying to be as balanced as possible. They did stick to the run, and they did get the 132 yards on the ground today. But at the same time, though, man, everything comes down to timing. You know, everything comes down to timing, offensively, defensively, turnovers, penalties, mistakes, and that's how you lose the ball. It's that second games. damn quarter. Yeah. It is the second quarter. They it's have been abysmal yeah. the entire season in the second quarter. So Seth mentions the the 87 passes the last two weeks for Tua Tungavailoa. Today it was 17 targets to tight ends, 7 to running backs, and that gives us 24. So it would have been 16 to receivers. You threw the ball to tight ends today more than you did receivers. And Juice, to kind of continue that point, we saw Preston Williams get pulled from this game yeah. for dropping too many passes. Yeah, I mean, how many opportunities do you get in this league? And how many times can – how many possessions do you get? How many times do you drop the ball on big downs? You know, and, and, and you don't get very many opportunities. We see guys get cut or traded or whatever with fewer mistakes. You get an opportunity like this with all the big dogs out. You know, Preston is one of the big dogs, and you don't play well. That's why we're in more three and four tight end sets. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's why Hollins is getting opportunities. And That's why all these guys are getting these opportunities because the guys, when you get your chance, you, you, you blow it, you get other guys get opportunities. And other guys who can't get on the field. Exactly right. And then back to your point about having some of those those built-in pass plays that are essentially extended running plays to the outside, that's Tua's game, the quick release game, the empty backfield to get the ball in, get the ball out. And when you only have you know, two receivers that you can rely upon, whether it's, you know, Waddle is, to me, he's banked into that into that for the Miami Dolphins forever. Right. He's a he's a fantastic player. I, I love what he brings to this football team. But beyond that, Devontae Parker hasn't been around the last couple of weeks. Preston Williams gets a chance, drops a couple balls. Mac Hollins appears to be kind of that other guy right now as Albert Wilson is no longer on the field anymore. Jakeem Grant was traded. Will Fuller's injured. So who, who is that second receiver? It's got to be Mac yeah. Hollins, right? I mean, it, it, it's yeah. one of the other tight ends. I mean, yeah, realistically, exactly. that's yeah. who it is. Yeah. So, yeah. and I thought we saw a lot of that formationally early in this game where they would go two receiver sets and 12 personnel. So, one running back, two tight ends. They would put both the tight ends on one side of the formation, the twin receivers on the opposite side of the formation. Yep. And that was successful for a lot of it. And then later in the game, they kind of went empty there. So, some interesting play distribution. But, yeah, Juice, I mean, when your tight ends get more targets than receivers, I'm thinking about you right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would love to see what the other side looked like, too, because it seemed like Pitt's got a lot of <laughs> targets sure. as well at tight end. I'll work on it. But we are, we are, you know, we, we do our best work out of our two and three tight end sets with a couple of wide receivers, one back. I mean, it seems like it's working well, especially when you got guys like 
you know, likes Mike and Shaheem, who are doing a pretty good job of catching the ball, getting north and south, and we know what Kasiki can do. I mean, he's unbelievable with route running, with his ability to catch the ball in traffic. His hands are, you know, are, 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 are sticky as hell, you know. But at the same time, though, we have some opportunities to get him the ball. The, the, one, the one PBU against Kasiki – you know, if it's a back shoulder throw from Tua on the sideline, I mean, that's a great opportunity for our 6'6 tight end slash receiver with 40-inch vert. Which to, one are you referring to? The one on the, on the, on the Dolphin sideline. Uh, it's a little bit behind him and inside. It got broken up. I'm not sure. I got it written Was down. Was it the somewhere. third down the third fade? Down exactly through? right. Exactly. The ball's right. too we far inside. We need to inside. talk about that. Exactly I want right. to come back and talk about that on the other yeah. side of the show here because <laughs> we, we want to get into that. Me and Seth talked about that for a long time during the game. Just some quick numbers for you here. Matt Ryan, 25 for 40, 336, two touchdowns and a pick. A 95.4 passer rating, two was 108.8 today. Waddle, 7 for 83. Gasicki, 7 for 85, one touchdown. And Juice, just for some posterity here. Falcons tight ends had 14 targets. Running backs had six Receivers had 20, so okay. you can All be right. happy with that a little All bit. Right, cool. Get your new Volvo with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volvo Cars Delray Beach or online at GuntherVolvo.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score, Falcons 30, Dolphins 28. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Have an extra couple of minutes? Try Totino's Pizza Rolls in the air fryer for extra crispy deliciousness. Mmm, those crispy bite-sized poppable bursts of pizza. Totino's Pizza Rolls. It's Totino's or game over. And I don't want to break up a good conversation we're having here on the post-game show, the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter show. So I'm going to throw it back to my co-host here for a conversation we left you guys off with on the other side of the show. But I want to go ahead and set the stage here about this third down incomplete pass to Mike Gesicki. Because if you ask the three of us, that's kind of where, in totality, the game was eventually kind of lost in a way because second down and three from the plus 31-yard line, Dolphins are, I believe they are still leading the game, 7-3 to three at this point. You go second down and three, drop pass that would have moved the chains on to put them in first down position inside the 25-yard line to Preston Williams. Third down and three, a fade pass that we both, all three of us didn't love the question or the, the, the decision. We didn't love the execution. All of it went bad. And then you get a blocked field goal on the very next play. So Juice, on that particular position, third and three from the plus 31, throwing the fade route. What are your thoughts? I like the one-on-one situation right there. I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, if, it, if he makes the catch and makes the play, it's one thing. I just didn't like the execution of it. You got a great opportunity with Gasicki there, one-on-one, you know, and the guy on the outside. If the ball's placed where it's supposed to be, high and outside, that's an easy completion. It really should. He made the DB a player by where he put the ball, you know. So, I mean, what would you rather have? Would you rather, rather try to run it like we always try to do on third and short? Um, you know, maybe try to find a way to get Waddle going. So, I like any matchup one-on-one with Gasicki on a DB in any situation. So, I don't mind the play call. I just don't – the execution was just off. Well, so what was interesting in talking to the guys in the press box, because John Kajemi sits next to Travis, and one of the other things that both he and Omar was screaming at the top of his lungs was that, <laughs> that there was press coverage against Mike, too, and that, that throwing that fade against uh, to Mike – when he's facing press coverage, that may not be as ideal as when we saw when he caught the touchdown with the fade that the, that the man was off of him. So I don't know if that makes a difference, Juice, if that changes your opinion, but it sounds to me like you're okay with all of it that the, the ball placement just needs to be better. Yeah, I'm thinking it's a, that's a 50-50 ball, you know. But should they – is there a higher percentage play – is there a higher percentage play on the field from the 31-yard line? Don't you have more tools in your toolbox at the 31 than maybe you did if you're only inside the 10 there? Bro, you, <laughs> who, are, who are our best tools in this situation here? I'm not saying no, that shouldn't go to Mike. Well, I'm asking. I, mean, I just, I just start, don't like the fade. Okay. What would you rather have? Would you rather have hit, stop? Well, I mean, 
Fade route is what Mike does best, especially in one-on-one situations, high-pointing balls. Going so up and jumping. I, w- yeah. I would give him that opportunity all day, like I said, against a guy. You know, I'd like a, a better throw, you know, better opportunity. That's that's all I can say about that. Yeah, well, you didn't get it. And I and I, I got a fade, and you didn't get a better throw. So, either way, the ball was being, you know, it was or no. Then did we go to the – was that where we had the block kick after that? Block kick after block that. Block kick after yeah, that. Yeah, so, I mean, then, you know, special got teams fails as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you, you just can't uh, – just a disaster all the way around at that point. Yeah, that throw was too far inside, and we saw later on in the game they went back to Mike Gasicki on the slot fade down at the six-yard line. That results in a six-yard touchdown pass where he went up and boxed guys out and made a rebound there. I could I could probably reference here a Penn State game since we are talking about a Penn State guy, mm. but Juice, I will not do that to you. <laughs> but speaking of decisions and play calls, we're going to go to Brian Flores here at the press his post-game press conference. Let's go ahead and throw it to Flores at the podium. We didn't do, do a good enough job. They made some plays, um, you know, threw it to Pitts on you know, the over route and the nine ball. Um, weren't able to stop him there at the end. Uh, try to force a field goal earlier and get the ball back. Uh, we just didn't play, you know, we you know, probably had our, uh, didn't, didn't, didn't do enough. Especially when we, we gotta have it. We gotta have our best. We gotta play our best. We didn't do that. Anybody? He's big, he's fast. Um, he's got good hands. He's, just, you know, he's a good player. You know, I thought, you know, bringing us back, you know, in the fourth quarter, putting two drives together uh, to give us a lead. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what you're looking for in a quarterback. So, you know, from that standpoint, um, you know, he, he put us in position to, to, to win the game, which is at the, at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for uh, from the quarterback. Um, obviously, some, some plays he wishes he had back, but you know, overall, I thought he did a lot of good things. some energy or a spark and it seemed like that worked just kind of you know you talk about the resilience of this group but kind of shined in that moment in that drive yeah resilient that's you know definitely a uh, word I would use for the group uh, but we're just we're just you know we're on the you know I, I, like I said all week it's a slim margin for error we're on the wrong side of that for a lot of reasons um, you know starts with me obviously um, but you know we're on the wrong side of that margin, and we, 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 you know, we continue to talk. We'll continue to talk about it, but at the end of the day, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta produce more on the field. And you know, I would say we're, we have some. We've had some opportunities. We had some today. We didn't take advantage. What, what is the message to the team? What can be the message to the team, considering the position that the team is in at one and six? Yeah, I mean the message is. The margin for error is slim in this league. And, you know, we need to eliminate, you know, some things that we're doing, um, you know, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, uh, run game, pass game, run defense, pass defense, field goal, field goal block, that are the difference between, you know, three points, seven points, no points. That's 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 the message. They know it. They understand it. You know, situations arise. Um, you know, our opponents are taking more advantage of them. Those situations than we are, and we know it. We understand it, and we're just we're just not doing enough. Um, 
really in any phase or, you know, I shouldn't say that. We, you know, we do some good things in one phase and then, you know, we're, not, we're just not putting it together. And I think the end of the game is a, a perfect example of that. Offense goes down, scores, gives us an opportunity, and then, you know, you know turn, turn around defensively. We can't we can play the complimentary football. We need to close the game out. Um, and that's the difference. And, and I think so there's some instances where we did stop them and then we did get the ball back and then it just, it just, well, we didn't, not enough. Brian, we've heard you speak about liking the system that you guys have in place, but at one in six, where is the line between staying the course and things needing to change? Uh, I think the line is that the margin for error we're talking about. Um, are the things we're doing enough to get us on the right side of that margin? You know, do we understand those situations? Do we understand, um, you know, without getting into specifics, um, hey, if we make this play, this play, this play, and this play, the game's different. Um, whether or not we understand those things, and I think we do. We're just not making those plays. Um, so we've got to find a different way to, uh, to try to teach those, uh, you know, that awareness. Um, to try to help them execute better in those situations, um, and we'll just keep we'll just keep you know you know applying pressure to the to, to those guys to 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 get it right. They want to get it right. Uh, that I know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as you know, we're always looking for for better ways to to uh, to to help this team execute and have success. Um, we'll continue to do that. They said that uh, this week Charlie Fry pulled to a side and tried to help him focus on just this game and not the outside speculation that we've all heard. Um, I know you're reluctant to talk about coach-player conversations, but what can you tell us about Tua's ability to focus this week and how much of a challenge he faced as opposed to maybe just a quote-unquote normal week? Um, you know, look, I don't – I mean, I had a conversation with, with, with Tua about, you know, all that was going on. Same conversation we've been having for, you know, for a little while, which is he's our quarterback. His focus needs to be on, you know, our team, what we're doing. You know, in this case it was Atlanta. Uh, that day, whatever we were doing that day, third down, red zone, two-minute. Um, and – Understanding that there's some outside noise, some outside distractions, but you know, let's do everything he can to focus. And I think he, you know, he was able to do that. And I thought he, you know, did a lot of good things today. Have um, good performances in the fourth quarter, trying to come back. Why is it that um, the Miami Dolphins are not able to carry that over to the next game, to next week? Why? What? What is the challenge there? Yeah, I mean, every week's a little different. You know, the opponent's different. The, you know, the, the schemes, the concepts, the players are different. Uh, so every week's a little bit different. Um, and I would say, you know, this team this year, uh, we've done things in, in spurts. We've played, you know, some good offense in spurts, some good defense in spurts, some good things in the kicking game in spurts. We just haven't been able to uh, string anything together consistently. Um, Something we, we've talked about you know, a lot as a team, um, and we're just not getting it done right now. 
catch. Yep. Um, so he's produced, you know, he's being what you want. But how much conversation was there before the draft about Pitts? Uh, we talk about, you know, a lot of players. Um, you know, he was he was selected before, you know, we were we, we picked. So um, there was conversation about him. There was conversation about a lot of players. Obviously, he's a you know very good player, um, but we're very happy with Jalen and you know the players we selected. No. No, I thought you know I thought our guys were you know had juice, had energy, they were ready to go. Um, you know, I thought we got off to a good start. We just you know, I don't think energy and I don't think that was that played a role today. We just you know a lot of missed opportunities. You know I mean I think it's a lot of a lot of uh, uh, a lot of things we could have done better. A lot of things we could have coached better. Um, so, I mean, I think it's you know pretty clear. You watch the game; it was you know this play, that play, that play, that play, uh, and then there's a lot of plays that you probably you know you guys won't see that I'm sure I'll, you know we'll watch tomorrow, show up and say, hey, if we would have um, you know got to the right route depth on this, or played the sticks defensively on this, or made this block inside, you know we would have sprung a run. Um, but unfortunately, you know we just didn't do enough. There's head coach Brian Flores. We're going to react to the Miami Dolphins head coach on the other side. We'll also hear from Tua Tungavailoa later on on this show. Get your new Volvo with Gunther Plus at Gunther Volvo Cars, Coconut Creek, or online at GuntherVolvoCars.net. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Falcons 30, Dolphins 28. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. The Dolphins are back in action, and this season you can be back in the stands to experience it all live. Get verified tickets from Ticketmaster, the official marketplace of the NFL, and you won't miss a single epic moment. And rest assured, if your plans change, Ticketmaster has you covered because selling your seats securely with Ticketmaster is as easy as a few taps. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. And guys, we heard from head coach Brian Flores on the other side of the break there, and Something I wanted to go to you here, Seth, about is we, we talked about this before the game, how Miami entered today as the only team in the National Football League with these marks, and they're not they're not pretty. Bottom five in scoring and scoring offense and scoring defense. Bottom five in total offense and total defense. And we heard Brian Flores talk about margin for error in this game being very slim. There are key moments. We know it. We understand it. Our opponents are rising in those moments. We are not. That's the difference. There are some moments where we did stop them, where we did score, but it's just... It's not enough, he says. So I wanted to go to you, Seth, and talk to you about this because you mentioned the second quarter being the big pause for this team not finding a way to win football games. Could easily be 4-3 and three if they find a way to just make a couple of plays in some of these key games. So when you compare the fact that they are almost 4-3 and three with the fact that they are near the bottom of the league in those key stats, like what does that tell you? Where's the disconnect with this football team as far as why they're not finding ways to win these games? I mean, that's the magic question. Golly. Uh, Didn't mean to push on the spot. But. No, and, and it's just, it seems, I remember Coach Flores saying it seems like we're taking turns making mistakes, right? And that was a real telling statement. But at the same time, there are some things that have been overwhelmingly consistent. And I, I, I go back to that just disappearing in the second quarter. And then what, has it been three, four, five games in a row that teams come out of the second half 
and score on their opening drive? It's been uh, six games in a row now. Six yeah. games in a row. So, so I don't know. Go win the coin toss, maybe. Like, is that <laughs> is that what it comes down to? But so, so those Actually, things, we did win the coin toss, uh, and we and we took the ball. <laughs> oh, they did. I didn't know that. Yeah, we deferred, right? I didn't hear that. I mean, they deferred, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I thought Atlanta won the co- the coin toss. Oh, I thought we won. Okay, back yeah. to back either to way, right? Yeah, so yeah. I just <laughs> want to make sure you know. I've well, that would be a big development because people don't do that anymore. So I was just curious. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I, I mean, it really look. It comes down to the fact that you can't make the mistakes early to put yourself in a chance where you have to win. You're trying to protect a you're trying to protect a one point game a lead right. at the end of the game, giving Matt Ryan the ball back with two minutes left. I don't have a Falcons media guy in front of me, but I have to imagine Matty Ice has a career full of fourth quarter comebacks when he's got two minutes left on the clock. And and so if it's not a one-point game, if he's playing for them to get a field goal to tie or a touchdown to win or to tie, then at least you've got a little margin for error. But going back to what Coach said, and I, I circled the same thing you said, slim margin for error, and we are on the wrong side of it. You know, we didn't do our best when we had to have it. I mean, that's yeah. pretty straightforward pretty, right yeah, there. It's damning, But too. the thing is, you don't even want to get to that point. You don't. It, it's going to happen. We hear guys all the time in the fish tank joke about Coach Wanstead, where he would he'd get in there and go, all right, guys, <laughs> it's going to be a tough fuck game. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter, and our defense is going to have to win it for us in the fourth quarter. That's a tough way to live. That's a tough way to live. It's a tough way to eat and feed your families, and it's a tough way to win ball games in the National Football League, and you can't do it consistently. And unfortunately, we're not even talking about consistently right now because the only thing that's been consistent is five straight losses. And that, that's six straight losses. When you invite the small margins, straight, you invite yeah. the opportunity for those mistakes, right? And I want to ask right. Juice about that here in just one second. But first, let's pause 10 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS, WKIS HD1, and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton. Home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Mabine Accident Attorneys. So, Juice, I thought Seth said that very well right there, but I want to get a player's perspective as far as when you continue to lose these just gut-wrenching games where you, you go home at night, I have to imagine, you can tell me better, you probably go home at night thinking about, man, that one block I could have made or that one catch. Like, just give us the player's perspective on where they go from here because I just have to imagine that as bad as it feels for us, it has to feel worse for those guys. I hope it does. I, I really do. Right. You know what I mean? Because this is their job, and this is part of our job. But a lot of people that are riding home right now are driving home and listening right now, you know, it's not their job. But they feel bad, too. So if the players aren't taking it home with them and feeling upset about it, and we talked about this before, how much I used to hate going out in public. Publix. You know what I mean? Uh, go to the grocery store, Publix, or wherever it is, man. It was like always like, man, I'll just wait until next week. Let's get this grinding this week, go out there and get a win. Then you see me everywhere all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if the players aren't taking it hard, especially games like that, you've got it. Like you talk about, Travis, I think you talked about at the beginning how this one's tougher than some of the other losses that we've had. You know, when you think you've got a chance, you've got an opportunity, you fight your way back into a football game, you take a lead, you know, your defense is playing well, and then you go out and you still lose that game on a last-second field goal. Those are tougher ones than anything, man. So – I hope the players are. I know I did. I do know some players that didn't, you know. So the locker room's full of different kind of guys, right. you know. There's some guys that, you know, would, would still be headed to the club tonight. There's probably some guys on our team that's headed to the club tonight, you know what I mean? But that's just the way it is for some of those dudes, man. And it's unfortunate and it's sad. And I remember <laughs> I remember a couple of times when people were like, hey, what are you doing out? You know, you guys got a big game <laughs> this week. It could be like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Right, right, right. What are you doing out? Yeah. You know? and that's what are you how, doing in Cleveland? 
Exactly right. <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't go there about that one, man. About the, oh the World goodness. Series trip. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. Hey, we enjoyed it, man. But at any time, though, man, it's like like you say, though, man, at what point do you get tired of getting your butt whooped? At what point as a player or team do you get tired of losing? And at what point do you look at yourself and say, like Baker said last week, looking at the man in the mirror. By the way, Baker was out most of that last part of that game. For I don't know what reason you guys know what happened. Knee injury? Injured, okay, yeah. yeah, I know Sam was playing a lot more. Mm-hmm. Aguavin was playing a lot more at the end there. Um, but for these guys alone, man, they really got to start taking a look in the mirror and see what's up. Too many guys are worried about the wrong things, like social media and all this other stuff and creativity and things, instead of going out there and taking care of job one. And job one is playing football, and then the rest take care of itself. So you needed that grocery pickup app back in 1999 when you had losses. Just put the order in online and get the heck out of there. And yes, there's no online. There's no, there was none of that right there. You had to you had to do that walk of shame through the, through the grocery store. You know what I mean? Maybe just skip past the produce and don't spend too much time examining your fruit. But I, I wanted to ask you something real quick before we get out of here, Juice, because we talk about these small margins that you, you put yourself in these positions where you have to execute those. You talked about Dave Wanstead loving that style of football game. Yeah. I'll never forget watching him on one of those Fox Post game shows after his coaching career in college football where he's like you got to get yourself to the fourth quarter i'm like why he's still singing you, that right. song? you've got 60 minutes to win oh, the football dude. game so my question to you juice is there something you can do with your scheme or your plan or your approach that minimizes that and not make it such small margins for error yeah you know i looked at what we were doing for one i, I saw we still struggle a lot on third and long situations man we give a lot of conversions on third and long getting off the field is always a problem you know, for us, you know, the percentage that they converted wasn't as high. defensively? Defensively. Okay. We did well offensively ourselves, you know, converting. We converted over 60% of our third down situations. But I thought a lot of third and nines, third and tens, you know, whereas we have run third and nine before and we get like eight yards. Third and ten, we get nine yards. These guys are finding a way to get, you know, 11 yards with third and ten and things like that. So getting off the field at times, some big time downs were, were a problem for us, uh, you know, at times. But – the same time, and I, I, this this defense was scaring me at the beginning, and then I said, okay, here's the defense that we thought we had. You know, coming with the, the elaborate blitzes that you're putting a lot of pressure on Matt Ryan. We know if you get Matt Ryan on the run, he's not as good. And those things worked out for us, yeah. you know. But then you give up the long touch, the touchdown. You give up the long passes, you know. And, and, and we can never hit a long pass. I know. When's the last time we hit a long pass? Yeah, one field stretcher out there. Dude, it's like unbelievable. They've got guys, you know, running deep and catching deep passes and, you know, and making plays, and we just don't have the home run here. I was talking to Priest in the game, like, you know, it's nice we got these nice little prolonged drives going, but, you know, it gives you more opportunity to make a mistake. That's what, yeah, right, exactly. You For know sure. what I mean? And sure enough, you know, you get there and you get those opportunities, get down there in the red zone about the score and we make the mistakes. And Flores touched on that in the offseason, talked about that being big reasons to go get Jalen Waddell and, and, and Will Fuller as well, who we haven't seen much of this season. We'll come back and talk about some more of that. Tua Tunga Vailoa at the pro, uh, his post-game press conference. I can't say that, right? And the drive of the game and a whole lot more coming up. Get your new Volvo at Gunther Plus at Gunther Volvo Cars Delray Beach or online at GuntherVolvo.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Falcons 30, Dolphins 28. You're listening to the fifth quarter post-game show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only 
at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. We have a drive of the game coming up your guys' way right now. The Lexus drive of the game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to experience amazing nine plays, uh, 40 yards, and capped by a five-yard touchdown pass to Mac Hollins. Gaskin, the running back, second and goal. Shaheen in motion. He sets up on the left side. Now Waddle comes back. They give it to... No, it's a fake. Back in the end zone. Touchdown! Dolphins, it's Mac Hollins. What great play action by Tua. Just running in the back of the end zone. Tua looked... Saw him coming open. Big target in the back, and it's a touchdown. What a comeback for the Miami Dolphins. So that gives Miami a 28-27 lead with just 2 minutes and 27 seconds to go. And, guys, that was kind of a microcosm of that game and of this team this season, right? The big takeaway gives you the ball at the plus 40-yard line. They wind up committing two fouls. Actually, it was three fouls, two on one play. Sets them up for a first and 21, eventually a third and 15 that they convert. And I guess my question here, Juice, is, you know, on that drive and the, the drive before that as well, up and down the field, no problem. How do they replicate those drives throughout the course of the game and not just save them to the fourth quarter? Because this is a story going yeah. back to even Jacoby Brissett when he was playing. Yeah, I think I think the best thing we saw, especially you go back to the first drive, is the distribution of the football. I think they did a great job of getting a lot of guys involved in different ideas and different plays. I like the wild emotion on that one. They had a lot of people flowing one way and then had, you know, Matt Collins coming back along the inline the other way. And I think that's what Tua does well. I'd like to see two on the run a little bit more. I'd like to see him, you know, uh, you know, that play action type of RPO type of deal where he's on the run a little bit and he can, you know, dink and dunk if he has to or try to take some shots down the field. But I think the whole key, Travis, is getting more guys involved, distribution, and, you know, and, and, and not knowing where the ball is going to go. If you're keying down there on Gasicki and Waddle, it's nice to find a guy like Matt Collins in the back of the end zone or Smythe or Shaheen. You know, I think we key a lot, a lot, guys, a lot of Miles Gaskin because he's our guy. You know, he, he handles the ball more than anybody on our football team does. But to see Ahmed get some opportunities is nice as well. So I think giving the ball to different guys and different opportunities is going to be the key to our success down there. The Lexus Drive of the Game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing. Again, the go-ahead touchdown drive with two minutes, 27 seconds left to play. Puts the Dolphins ahead late in the fourth, and they cannot quite finish and fall for the sixth straight week to fall to 1-6 and six on the season. The Miami Dolphins are coming to a Publix near you with giveaway items, cheerleaders, alumni, and more for the first-ever Miami Dolphins tailgate tour. The next stop is this Tuesday, October 26th from 4 to 6 p.m. at Publix at downtown Doral located at 8455 Northwest 53rd Terrace in Doral. Be sure to check it out. And again, the final score, 30-28 to 28 Atlanta. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.